1: Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher.
2: Hey, here we are with the questions from America. Senator McCaskill, what was your reasoning behind supporting the Iran deal? Oh, that's news today? Yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yesterday. Good for you. Um, (laughs) I said last week it was a no-brainer.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I called the countries that are part of the deal. More importantly, I called the countries that are holding Iran's money everybody thinks that we control this money, we don't. Right. It's in South Korea, Japan, China, Westwood. India. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: so I call those countries- it's a lot in Westwood. I'm and ask them, that. hey, are you gonna respect unilateral sanctions in the United States if we walk away from this deal? And I got an uneasy feeling that this sanction regime was gonna fray oh, if we don't is. do this that's, deal. That's- which means they could get the 60 billion without cement down their right. centrifuges. No, it's, now no. that would be a bad outcome. Right. That would that's, be a bad outcome. Right.
2: And that, that's why it was an no Um Mark Marin, did sitting down with President Obama in such a casual setting change how you viewed him? Yeah, yeah, he's just a
4: guy. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: true. No it was, it, was, it was pretty astounding. I was, was very nervous to have the oh, it, It's weird when the president comes to your house and right, because you do your podcast, for me. I have a two-bedroom house. house with one bathroom, and the door in my bathroom doesn't even work. <laughs> and, and, and we do it in the garage, right And I, and I had to uh, I, I literally had to ask my neighbor. I said, "You know, Dennis, would it be okay if we put snipers on the roof?" And, and he's retired, so he was like, "Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? That's terrific. I, <laughs> but it was pretty fascinating, because I, I, w- I was nervous, because as you know, you, you talk to uh, to some politicians, you, you, you want to get past the, their talking points and, and have that experience, and it, it, very quickly, I, I, he, he put me at ease. You know, he walked right. into the garage, he looked around, there's a lot of artwork that my fans send of me, and he immediately said, wow, you're pretty narcissistic. So... <laughs> There was a moment where he literally grounded himself in the environment, sure. and it was very connected, and, and I, I felt, uh, I had I had a, a lot of respect for him as a person, because I felt like I was able to talk to the person. Yeah. He's a very thoughtful. And, it was a and, terrific interview. Th- yeah, oh, you, thank you, you very much. You Thanks did. a lot. It was amazing.
2: Um, <sighs> Donna Edwards, what differentiates you from your opponent in the upcoming Senate race? <laughs>
5: Well, wow, such a good a, question. Yeah, softball question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, softball question. No, I, actually, there are a lot of things that differentiate us. I mean, first of all, um, it goes without saying I'm an African American woman running for the United States Senate when there hasn't been one in 23 years. But who was the last one? Carol Mosley Braun, 23 Moseley years Brown, ago. Right. Uh, one in our 239 year right. history. And I think I bring a perspective to the Senate that will be. Uh, different and that will be added to the voices of the women in the Senate and on some public policy issues uh, we talked earlier we talked about uh, Social Security and uh, I have been a very strong proponent of strengthening expanding Social Security and Medicare their earned benefits that we pay into and unfortunately my opponent has said in a number of occasions that he would consider uh, cutting Social Security and Medicare and I wouldn't do that
2: right and, and you know of course, you know, a lot of that money, of course, is used to put old people at homes. Um, and I know in your book, you mm-hmm. say that's something that the yeah. people who live a long life, just they, don't, yeah. they wouldn't even yeah. know what that was, yeah. to, 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 to put uh, parents in a... In it would a, shame the family. It would shame the family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you... Uh, you're <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, did I not end that with a question there? <laughs>
1: Your thoughts, Dan. <laughs> Ask me the question again.
2: Uh, well, I was just going to, I read it in your book that uh, the, the people in the blue zones, Right. they do not know this concept that we have in America, yeah, old you... age homes where people go visit their parents once a week. And, and it's just a different way of looking at things. And why does that con- contribute to living so long?
1: Well, it's more if you put your aging parent in a retirement home, it'll shave between two and six years off of their life expectancy. I think part of it is that if if your uh, aging parents in the home, they're st- in blue zones anyway. They're continuing to help cook, help take care of kids, run the garden. Um, they're not only uh, feeling a sense of purpose or a sense of responsibility. They have a reason to get up in the morning. They have a reason to stay active, a reason to take their meds. And when you put people in a retirement home, it's like, well, they wake up, well, what do I do today? You know, go play um, shuffleboard. So it's, a, it's an important idea, I think, Do you. Maybe they wouldn't need meds. Not cer- Certainly not as much. You know, you, in, in none of these... Do they have
2: meds in these places?
1: They all have um, pu- good public health systems. Uh, Costa Rica, for example, you're, you're about. They have
2: these Viagra pills that we were talking about. <laughs> is that something they need, or do they have good well,
1: natural erection? I, well. <laughs>
0: and I think, he said, I think he said public health systems, didn't he? That's right. Yes,
1: I said public specifically. I want to make
0: sure I heard that right.
1: Yes. So, this is interesting. In Costa Rica, uh, a fifty year old is about three times more likely to reach a healthy age ninety than an American is, and they spend one fifteenth the amount we do on health care but it 's almost all on public health in every little village they have a puesto de Salud where uh, what's that, Dan? It, I'm sorry. What's, it, it, it's sort of an guy. It's, it's but, like an icky guy. It's all about guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's a, it's, it's a little clinic Jesus. where where a, a pregnant mother is right. taught how to uh, feed their child. The mm. kids get vaccinations, and it makes a big difference okay. in the long run.
2: Um, well, speaking of that, will the GOP admit that Obamacare is working, or will they continue to campaign on its demise? Good question. Maybe that's for you, Charles.
3: Well, that's it.
4: There's no numbers in that.
3: No, no there are a lot of numbers. Well, there are
4: a lot of numbers. Lot I could numbers. give you some.
3: That's, that's a very big topic. Um, I, I think there have been certainly some gains in terms of the uninsurance rate going oh, of down. Course. Having said that, uh, a lot of it is Medicaid, which is less than ideal. A lot of it is uh, what has essentially become uh, high deductible plans the wrong way Correct. What, you know, Conservatives want high deductible plans that don't cover quotidian. Uh, things, uh, everyday things. Oh, quotidian. Um, yeah, I know that but, word. Like birth uh, uh, <laughs>
2: quotidian.
3: Very good. quotidian. But, but there will be there if there's a if there's a serious problem. What we have is the the opposite at the moment, and that's largely because it's so prescriptive. I mean, there's a federal uh, regulator in it tells you what you need. And, you know, there was a, an interesting piece in Harper's Magazine. It didn't come from my perspective, but saying that I read it, in, yes. in combination with the Cadillac tax, which is probably more of a sort of, you know, Toyota Corolla tax. It's not really just the top <laughs> of the market. This is right. going to, to cause people a lot of problems. So this is a very right. complicated topic. I mean, here's but here's the I'm,
0: question for the presidential candidates, the Republican presidential candidates. Has anyone seen replace... Have you ever seen it? Because I've been hearing about Replace for about six years. I got the bloodhounds out. I don't know if you have, Donna. In Washington, I've gone up and down the halls. I've searched in hearing rooms. You can't find Replace. There is no legislation. There is no debate of anything. It's repeal and replace. But when you ask them what Replace is, it is crickets.
3: So I'm, I'm actually not sure... I'm, I'm not sure that's true for two reasons. Firstly, well, this, we haven't debated well, anything. I think, I've
0: not seen the legislation. Well, I think, I've been there the whole time. Well, with
3: respect, Senator, I think you may need better bloodhounds because this week, Marco Rubio put out a plan. This week, Scott Walker put out a plan. If you go to where Obama was when he was elected, there was no published plan. At the point at which there was a Democratic Congress and a Democratic President, the uh, party picked up what was essentially Clinton care, but with a few changes, and then it ran with it. You have the Coburn plan, you have a prize plan. There's a lot of plans out there. They haven't coalesced around one. You know why? Because they haven't won the presidency. And I yet. just
0: know that we have the Republicans in charge of Congress. I know they have voted thousands of times sure. to repeal Obamacare. I have never had an opportunity on any piece of legislation to replace it. Yeah, and and fine, they're in charge. Th- so don't tell me that it's there somewhere and we just don't no, know it. They not have I not said. put it forward because it's hard. No. Sorry. Sorry. Can I respond to that?
3: <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that the point is asked with when Obama uh, became president, uh, and he didn't pick up the Bush plan. I mean, there was a George W. Bush health plan in 2006 that went nowhere because there was a Democratic Congress. When you have divided government, there is not going to be a big change to the health care system. Republicans know that. And if there's a unified government in 2016, which seems unlikely, but if there is, then you're going to see maybe the Rubio plan, maybe the Walker plan, maybe the Coburn plan. One of those will be picked up as it was with Obama. I think it's an unfair criticism.
0: Yeah. All
2: right. Let's hear it for Charles for standing against all of us. <laughs> yeah, really, Charles. And having there knowledge. you go. All right, thank you, panel. <laughs> thank you, audience. We'll see you next week.
1: Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at ten, or
4: watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.